Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they're rewritten from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Alright everyone, let's take our seats and calm our minds. Settle down everyone, hello, hello, and welcome. To the eloquent owl, we are known as the birthplace of the famous poet Oscar Feywild. Tonight, we have our slam poetry night. I'm so sorry that we had to change these from Tuesday nights to Thursday nights, but we just couldn't keep up with bowling night over at the Drunken Ox. Anyway, let's give a warm, eloquent welcome to a newcomer to the house tonight. All the way from Los Angeles... His first time ever performing slam poetry. Xander Gucky Supreme. Snaps, everyone. Snaps. Snaps. <clears throat> check, check. Fendre, yeah. More like men say, yeah. To giving up dreams. To chasing the mainstream. To be a part of society. Society so sighs at me. Me and we. We, the outcasts. We, the believers. We, the knowers of truth. Peek behind the curtain. 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 Cure ten. Children. Cure ten children, and you're their savior. Cage ten thousand, and you're their president. President. Resident. You have no presence as an illegal resident. Illegal resident. Illegal alien. The policies in place stifle our kin. What is meant for you is meant for him. The family from the sky. The parents from space. The government lies to our face. Borders mean nothing to those that never land. To those that never stand. On this soil. On this earth. Return to a galaxy that we don't deserve. Deserve. Dessert. I deserve dessert. So let them eat cake. But where? Is their cake. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. 
I am joined by my not-so-sneaky cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo-at-heart musician who, as a child, got lost at the zoo. Assuming his mother left him there, he sat on a bench and wrote a song called My Mom May As Well Be A Greenhorned Owl Because I Can't Find Her. Whoa. <laughs> Is that a reference to something? Uh, we were just talking about zoos, and I, I don't know, I overheard you guys chatting. <laughs> <laughs> You know that now for next episode, you will have to write that song and it will be our intro, right? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Perfect. That's so mean. So while he starts writing, we have Anna Brisbane. I'm playing Blueberry Sky, the formerly human elven druid who Loki had a recurring dream throughout her childhood that she had nature powers exactly like this, but also didn't learn the meaning of the word druid until this year. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Nigel Deacon. Hey, how's it going? Xander Gucci Supreme, whose whole career started when he first discovered the phenomenon of orbs in pictures when he was full-blown trespassing in an old movie theater. He's pretty sure they're just dust getting caught in the flash now, but still, you know, orbs. Is, is Xander like a huge Ghost Adventures fan? No, he thinks that's all fake as fuck. <laughs> but like... I mean, they have orbs, so I didn't, I didn't know. He secretly has Zach Baggins tattooed on his ass. Xander has no tattoos. <laughs> Why do you know this person's name? How do you not? <laughs> and we have Vince Perino. Hi, hola, hello. Jet the Boulder Chambers, the big burly heartthrob who, for those who don't know, didn't really want a dog in the beginning, but then oh. after he was alone for a while when his mom was in the hospital... He was driving by like a, a shelter and he just thought, nah, let's check it out. One thing led to another and there was Pebbles. Aww. Oh, he came mm. home with Pebbles that day? Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's cute. so cool. <laughs> it was love at first sight. <laughs> and joining us again, we have the amazing Ginny D. Hello, Cleo Samaris, the tiefling poet who does know it, reviled and exiled from Valorith forthwith after her mockery of the snobbery of the wealthy elves. She seeks her mother's journal stolen by the colonel. I mean, the captain. Whoa. Okay. Wow. I resign. Holy shit. <laughs> you guys all got shown up Jesus. there. You guys set a high <laughs> bar. <laughs> all right. So if you could kill off my bard character, I'm going to go to some other class now. <laughs> Today, our cast party guest star giveaway contest is over. We were absolutely blown away by the response, so huge, huge shout out from the cast and crew to every single one of you who entered. We had over 20,000 entries to win these beautiful sets of Ginny D's Dice by Wormwood, $50 Wormwood gift card, voicing an NPC in an episode, loads of merch, and so many more awesome prizes. And right here, right now, we'll be announcing the winners. Are you ready? The copper prize winner is Samantha P., the silver prize winner is Bambi. The gold prize winner is Gary M. And our platinum prize winner for the Ginny D guest star giveaway is... Bob R. Let's go! Enormous congrats to all of our winners. We'll be reaching out to the email addresses you submitted with to grab your info and get you all your goodies. Now, we will be doing these crazy awesome giveaways for every single guest star that we have on the show. So, our question to you is, who would you like to see next on Cast Party? Our DMs are always open. 
Tell your favorite tabletop, D&D, or gaming-related content creator to slide on in. And now, we'll toss it over to Colin for a recap of what happened last time on Cast Party. With that, let's get right into it and talk about what happened last time. We started with the four of you running towards Haven and meeting up with Kovar as he was trying to take control of the situation with the fire. He begged you to assist the Voiceless before the Ashen Phoenix was able to take control in the city during the chaos. They had taken all of the Voiceless jobs and he needed you to protect the people who had paid for these jobs. He gave you a task to retrieve a journal of poems from Valorith, which is now in the hands of Captain Vairal Wormwrangler Leakin. He gave you instructions on getting a boat and getting into Valorith. You went and met up with Cleo, a tiefling poet who had paid for her mother's journal to be returned. She was very surprised when she found out the captain had the journal and you all headed to get some boats. A kitty note left at the door. Jet went into the boathouse to get you two boats for the crew and also found some small waiters and some papers on a desk. You would later find out this was a children's poem written in Gnomish, Common, and Dwarven. You all headed to Valorth Island, hid your boats from view, and argued about the best way up the steep climb. You eventually found the tunnel, headed inside to the once abandoned building, and found you were not alone here. A shop has taken up this building. Xander, annoyed by Jet, got a little too loud during an argument about the word shopkeep and alerted Al to your presence. A quick scuffle with a little bit of friendly fire and a bomb-ass diss in the form of a limerick later, Al and Garrick were both pretty friendly with one of the party members. Sebastian got Garrick his water peas as the rest of you left Al's chemicals and headed towards Captain Wormwrangler's house. On your way there, you discovered the princess of Valorith was engaged to a prince of Elvarath, and there was to be an engagement party in 10 days hosted by Ermina Caspaldi. You also discovered this captain you were after was missing. You continued on to his estate, spidered up the water spout to find two people searching through his things looking for a poetry book, one of them being a man that you had previously seen in Arcane Tatao, the other an elf with a katana at his side. Blueberry cast passed without trace and you all very sneakily went up the stairs and planned to subdue these two men to speak with them and get as much information as possible. Jet, being just a little less sneaky than the others, alerted the two of them as the one by the closet yelled, Eyes up! Now, you are all at the doorway to this room as Sebastian pushes open the door, and these two men dart their eyes in your direction. And so the scene is set. The question is, what did you roll for initiative? All right, I like that. Oh, I see what you did there. I was wondering, I was like, are you going to turn this into an initiative thing? How? But like, how? And then you did it. Hey, also, super quick, what the hell is a water pee? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it exists. What do you mean? Water peas definitely exist. I looked up water peas and nothing came up. So I don't think water peas are a real thing. It sounds so much like a real thing. Yo, for real. Yeah, it's just peas that grow in water, apparently. So okay. they're water peas. Gross. I did learn that peas need a lot of water to grow. But anyway, I rolled a six. <laughs> I did too. Great. What are your dex mods? Two. Uh, two. Yeah, do a roll off. Five. Seven. Dang it. I rolled a 15. 11. I got a 12. We are so fast. 
(laughs) (laughs) There is, again, uh, the man with the katana and the shaved sides of his head. And the other man by the closet has kind of a little bit longer than a buzz cut. He is the one that looked up at you and said, eyes up. The one with the katana, who is much closer to the door, yells out, Ryder, hide! As he brandishes his katana. Excuse me? Hide? Do we need to decide an order? I know Sebastian was at the front. Yeah. This played out poorly. Yeah, Sebastian, why are you always at the front? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He's too overzealous. He's very excitable. This guy with his katana sees you. He starts running up. You can see he is... I'm actually moving rather slowly. He's keeping a wide stance, keeping the katana up in front of his face. He's going to come and he takes a quick slice at you. That is only a 12 to hit, so that's going to miss with the first attack. And then you can see that he takes that slice and he knows he missed, but he comes back to punch you with the hand that the katana's in. Rude. That's only a nine to hit. (laughs) He was not expecting you guys this quickly. Sebastian, you're up. Nice. First... We're, we're just going to start it off with a quick little bardic inspiration for Blueberry because I think she's next. <laughs> and then I'm going to do Thunder Wave. Because of the area of this room, the other guy is way off in the other end where the closet is. So you won't be able to get both of them, but you can get the dude in front of you. What? How big is this room? This room is 30 foot wide and 20 foot deep. Damn, master bedroom. All right. I'm going to look all sorts of panic and just look back at Blueberry um, and start singing out of habit. Guys, I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep all the blood in my head, so please don't let them kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Love it. Blueberry has a a bardic inspiration and you're using Thunderwave still? Yeah, I'm just gonna yell at this guy to kind of get out of my face. I just want to to push him away from me so he's not all up in my stuff. Okay, uh, it's a con save? Yes, con save 13. He fails. Nice. Oh, that's 13. 13 damage. Woo. 13 damage, and you push him back 10 feet to the back of this room. You can see he bounces off the desk that he was looking at. Some of the journals that are on here fall to the ground. He wasn't really expecting the loud voice you could see his hand was like up like to deflect with his katana but you were able to just push him back entirely can we just flavor that as like my bardic inspiration singing is the what pushed him back and then um i would like to uh now that he's away from me i would like to use my movement to skeeter on back and get behind everybody okay you can get literally behind everyone if you want to run back through this hallway. Yes, please. I would like to get into the back. <laughs> okay, you, you just start pushing, pushing, pushing. Cleo, you are up next. You are still in this hallway. Sebastian had kind of gotten into this room a little bit as he was pushing the door open. So you can't see the other guy who was by the closet, but you can see the guy that Sebastian just pushed back 10 feet. Can I get close enough to see the other guy? Yeah, I mean, if you want to step into the room, you're and you can stay out of range of the guy that Sebastian just pushed that back. That would be great. I would like to do that. I want to step to where I can see the guy that's back by the closet, and then I want to cast Shatter right next to him. Okay. How big of a range is Shatter? It is a 10-foot radius, so if he's all the way at the back, I should be able to miss everybody else. I was actually curious to see if you would be able to hit both of them, but they are still a little further away than that. Alas, I don't think I can. 
you can indeed go for this guy who is looking up a little bit terrified. Okay, great. He has to make a constitution saving throw. That is a two. (gasps) Well, he fails. (laughs) Yes, I would hope so. (laughs) All right, let me roll that damage. Okay, ooh, all right, that's 15 thunder damage. Hot damn. (laughs) I'm just getting shown up left and right. (laughs) You send this wave of energy to this area. The boards of the closet and the ground around him splinter a little bit, and they start showering him with different little splinters of wood, and he yelps loudly. Is that all you want to do with your turn? Actually, I think I'd like to use my bonus action to provide some bardic inspiration to Jet. Ooh. Hear this poem I'm shouting out loud. In this battle, you will not be cowed. You're skilled and you're strong. You cannot do wrong. And I think your dog would be proud. <gasps> oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> oh, that's it. It's game time. I worked hard on it. <laughs> oh. Oh, that got oh. me going now. <laughs> <laughs> Jet, you also have bardic for your turn. Cleo, do you want to stay in the room, or are you trying to head back into the hallway, much like Sebastian? Oh, yes. I think I'd like to retreat. <laughs> yeah, you retreat past Blueberry, and Blueberry, it is your turn. I would like to come in to see everything. So, the the guy that we heard yell, Hide? What was the name he said? Ryder. Ryder. And that was the guy with the katana talking? That was the guy with the katana talking, so Ryder is the guy by the closet. And what is he doing? That guy, I mean, he's just standing by the closet, he hasn't done anything yet? He was going through the closet when you guys walked in. He just got shattered with these wood splinters, he's currently brandishing one of his serrated daggers. If I have enough movement with 35 feet, I'd like to go around katana guy to who I presume to be Ryder and smack him with my quarterstaff. You can actually get to Ryder uh, without even getting into the other guy's uh, range. Cool. Ideal. Um, I would like to use my inspiration. Is that a D6? Or... Yep. Okay, that's 13 plus 215. That hits? Yes. Yeah, okay. That is only four bludgeoning damage, but a whack You can see that he had this one big splinter coming out of his shoulder, and you're able to just kind of hit that into his shoulder a little bit more. And he yelps and gasps. You're not going anywhere. That is his turn. And Blueberry, you no longer see this man in front of you. Fuck. What? If I feel like he's moving, I want to swing wildly into the air. I will let you take a attack of opportunity with disadvantage. Oh, no, that's uh, that's a four. Not enough. You're not quite sure which direction he's going. You're not even quite sure if he's standing still or not and aren't able to make contact. Xander, that's your turn. Okay. well, that last bit makes me want to maybe change something. I'm going to move into the into the room and pull out the camera for a quick little Eldritch blast at the Katana guy. Roll me to attack. Balls. Uh, Eleven. You shoot towards him. He essentially just brings up this katana, and it looks like he slices your little blast in half, and it goes to either side of him. Whoa. Can I still use the remainder of my movement? Yeah. You have just walked into this room. 
This room opens up to the left more where Blueberry is by an open closet and the guy is straight in front of you or you can retreat back into the hallway you just entered from. What position is the closet in the room? Is it like near a corner? It is in the bottom southwest corner and you guys are arriving from the southeast. Can I form a box around that corner with Blueberry like so that we make a square with the corner? Does that make sense? Yeah, so you start moving over there. What's your armor class? Oh, God. 13. This is going to hit the invisible rider had been standing next to the door. As you leave his range, he slices at one of your legs. And he's able to get deep into these Gucci pants. (gasps) Not the pants. You're going to take five piercing damage. Okay. Okay. And 10 psychic damage. What the heck? Oh, oh what? All right. Well, it's reaction time. When he attacked, he became not invisible anymore. Oh, shit. Boom. Oh, you can attack him. He made a mistake. So it's dex save of 13. All right. They're good at dex. No, they're not. That's a nat one. Ooh, <laughs> I am rolling my trash. <laughs> so that's 3d10. Come on, triple tens. 18 damage. Xander, this guy clanged to the ground as he falls over and there's still some burning on his chest. Oh, Oh, shit. Did I do that? He passes out? Or? It looks like he's dead. Oh, shit. (gasps) He's bad at hiding. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, so are we. Jet, you're up. You're still out in this hallway. You're hanging with Sebastian and Cleo. You saw this all happen in the doorway, so you can see that one of these guys is now laying on the ground, smoldering a little bit as Xander kind of moved away from him. So now there's only the katana guy in the room who is pushed up against the desk in the corner. Are there any other exits or anything in the uh, in the room, or is the doorway the only way to get in and out besides like a window? There are windows as well as there is a second doorway that is over by the closet. So Blueberry and Xander are over there. And that leads to the balcony that you guys had seen earlier. There's nobody like on the balcony or anything. Doesn't look like it. I want to run right at the guy with the katana and try to smack him with my good old hammer. All right. Uh, That's a nat 20. Hell yeah, that's going to hit. And I would like to cast Thunderous Smite as well. Ooh, what's Thunderous Smite do? It's basically like the other smiting that I have done, but it casts uh, 2d6 of thunder damage, and they get pushed back 10 feet and are knocked prone. Ooh, okay. So go ahead and roll your Warhammer damage, double the die, and 4d6 thunder damage. Holy shit. Nine and... uh, 15 extra of thunder damage. You are able to crack this thing so hard down. He tried to bring his katana up. He looks very dexterous with it. He almost looks like he uses it to block rather than moving. He tried to block your war hammer. And as you came down so hard and pushed this katana away with this thunderous smite, You can see he actually started to stab himself a little bit with it because he wasn't expecting the force. So that coupled with you slicing down on him so hard and just smashing him to the ground. He looks like he is still breathing, but he is very fucked up. Damn. Is that your turn? That shall be my turn. 
that is this guy's turn. The one that is on the ground in front of you. You can see he is pulling the katana out a little bit as it's coming out from his abdomen. And he looks up at you. His eyes are wide. He puts the katana down and just has his hands up. He hasn't said anything. He's just... (sighs) Sebastian, your turn. I'm outside the room, right? Yes. This has all happened in line of sight of you, though, because of where the desk is. Oh, okay. Because you pushed him straight back. Jet just ran in and smacked him. So you can see that he is sitting there looking up at Jet, scared out of his mind with his hands up. I would like to brandish my crossbow um, and just kind of have it up and ready after seeing everything that happened. I want to kick away his katana. And if he tries to get up, I want to just ready in action to kind of just shoot him like in the leg, not lethally. This guy looks like he has given up. You're allowed to kick away his katana, and he has not taken his eyes off of Jet. So I think it's safe to drop out of initiative. Unless any of you want to do anything specifically in initiative, we can drop out, and you guys can go around the room as you please. Nope. No, I don't think so. I want to go tie him up. He is terrified of Jet. He has not taken his eyes off of him as this giant of a man stands over him. Warhammer and shield in hand. I ship it. I want to grab a chair and sit him down in it. Yeah, there's a there's a chair by this desk. And now I'm going to slap him in the face. Jet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Are you trying to do damage? No. Okay. I just want to be intimidating. Jesus Christ. I feel like it always turns into this. Why'd you attack us? <sighs> we knew you'd be coming. I'm going to slap him again when he starts talking. <laughs> you can't ask me questions and then slap me. This isn't how this works. Are you going to tell us the truth? Yes. Go on. Insight check. Go ahead, Blueberry. Oh, yeah, baby. 21. Blueberry, you saw the way this dude was looking at Jet. He so fears for his life right now. He is big. He is scary. And he looked like he knew how to wield the katana. But once Jet broke through that, he's going to do anything he can to save his life right now. So you think he will just straight up tell you everything you want to know. Okay. We knew you'd be here. We knew you'd be coming. We were trying to get this done as fast as possible. Do I see a tattoo behind his ear? Is that where the tattoos are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you remember, the sides of his head were shaved. Very easy to see. This was the guy that we saw in the tattoo shop, or was it the guy on the floor? The guy on the floor in Smolders was the one you saw in the tattoo shop. That's what I thought. Yeah, could somebody check up on him? Uh, it doesn't look like he's moving too much. I'll, I'll take a look. Um, and I am still a little angry because he ripped my pants, but I'm also going to cast some good vibes into my own leg while I check out his body. Are the pants actually ripped? I was going to say that they are not actually ripped. He got connection with them and he was able to slice through them into your leg. What the fuck? But the pants themselves didn't rip. Whoa. Whoa. Well, I, uh, I'm still going to heal my leg. Jeez, he messed me up, dog. Uh, I'm using two of my four. It's only six. While he's healing, I'm going to go take a look at whatever he was trying to find in the closet. I would like to immediately start digging through all of these journals that are scattered everywhere just to make sure that my mom's journal isn't one of them. Let's do this in order. Jet, why don't you ask one more question to this guy? We'll move to Sebastian and then Cleo. How did you know that we were going to be here? The voiceless were going to send anyone after the jobs. We knew they'd come for some of them. We were prepared. 
You're with them, are you not? We're our own group. All right, Sebastian, you go over to the closet. This guy was digging through clothing. You can see there were a couple pants. It looks like he was looking through pockets and stuff. As you're looking, you find in this closet, there is a black leather jacket. What? With studs along the shoulders. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Yo, Xander, Xander, hello? Yo, what, what up? Would this look good on me? <laughs> I'm going to pull the jacket out and show him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it might be like a little bit of 80s, but like that's that's retro. Like, I think that would really fit with your style. Yeah, it, it seems like a little much, uh, like the, the, the studs and stuff. But uh, is everyone cool if I take this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you, boo-boo? The captain guy who lived here had that? Listen, I'm not going to ask questions. Does it look like anything that I had ever seen the captain <laughs> wear? <laughs> no, it doesn't look like normal captain attire, though he does have some stuff like you wouldn't expect if that makes sense you've seen him mostly in uniform or in dark browns and greens and this is like black leather as i slip it on i want to pull out a mixtape well i mean if he's wearing this kind of stuff he's got to be into this right and then i'm gonna leave it on like a nightstand (sighs) sebastian this is studded (laughs) leather it has an ac of 12 plus your dex mod As you wear it, you feel like, wow, you kind of like how it feels. You kind of feel like, ooh, this is the only piece of clothing you'll need. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Do I just take my pants off? (laughs) No. I'm so sorry I fucked that up so bad. You feel like, man, this is like the only jacket I'm ever going to need. As a bonus action, you can change the appearance of the leather jacket to be any other type of armor or article of clothing you choose. You choose everything about the appearance, including accessories, but everything is illusory. So it's similar to like the disguise self. So no one can like touch it, but it just looks that way. Yeah. Like, so if you made it look like chain mail uh, and someone touched it, they'd feel leather. Hype. That's tight. Also. You feel like these studs, yeah, they're kind of tacky, but like... They're a bit much. They might be a little attacky. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, can I just like shoulder check them? As a reaction, when you are hit with a melee weapon attack, you can make the stud lunge out into a spiked leather jacket. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Tight. The enemy must make a deck save against your spell save DC or take 2d6 piercing damage. Hype. That's tight. This is once per long rest. Cleo, you are looking at these journals. So let me give a lay of the room quick. Desk with a bunch of these journals, some of them on the ground. There's the bed that looks like no one has slept here for some time. A few bookshelves. There's an odd plant here that is kept on the other side of the room from the window. There's the closet, which Sebastian is currently through. And as you're going through these, Cleo, you find a few like manifests of stuff like it looks like ah guard stuff, schedules for the guards. As you kind of keep looking in this desk that they kind of hadn't got to yet, there were so many journals on top. They were reading through those. You open one of the drawers of the desks and there's one that is very peculiar. It seems to start out in the same handwriting as the other journals. But as you kind of keep reading and flipping through... 
It slowly descends into more hastily written words that don't have the same nice stature as the early writings do. It seems like the writings begin a very long time ago. He would write about his feelings for your mother, Raitia. While he was watching her. Only about how he yearned for her and how he could see nothing else but her. He even wrote out his dreams of him and her together where you and your father never existed. Ooh, Pajin, right past those. (laughs) (laughs) You can see for a while the passages had stopped. And the last date seemed to be the date of your mother's death. At least for a while. He started writing much later on and his writings just became less and less coherent. The words weren't always even full words. He started writing full-on passages that read over and over again, I need to see her, I need to see her, I need to see her again. Others included him writing his research into necromancy to bring her back. (gasps) He even got in contact with a Krishia who said she could help him. Then the writings get different. They start to include another language and runes on these last few pages. Oh no. The very last page has a few runes and writing in Infernal. (gasps) Oh, I can read that. I can also read that. And it seems to be a poem. Eternal damnation, how must I live with a hole in my heart and nothing to give? A hole in my eye, a hole in my soul. A hell of a promise, but it's already been sold. Just days left here, a poet of mine own. Reciting where I should have called home. Reliving the life from the pages. Till I am condemned to the last of the ages. (sighs) Um, I'm gonna kind of gesture at everybody. Hey, I just found something really weird and, um... Honestly, really unsettling. What's what's going on? I don't know. Maybe someone else should read this. I'm, I'm just... I don't want to be reading too much into it, but it kind of looks like maybe he brought my mom back from the dead. Oh, oh shit. Uh, Zan- Xander's been pretty good at reading stuff here. Uh, yeah, let me see that. I pass it over to him. Xander, you're able to read it. There are a few runes here that, Xander, you know how to read. And it seems to be... Scrawled on the side, almost like a quick note. One of them seems to say exchange. There's a few that are in a row that seem to be instructions on how to create a communication device. Does that does that look like anything to you? Yeah, I don't really like what I'm reading. So these rooms here, they say exchange. Uh, that's already kind of spooky if they're we're talking about some like bring back from the dead stuff the other stuff is instructions on creating a communication device that's also super spooky that's some like seance shit i got like a little bit of experience with that but i didn't really go into that side of the supernatural i was more like in like the scientific side of it so i don't really know uh how i feel about this but it doesn't sound good oh my god this is i mean exchange what what do you exchange for a person's life you know like, if that's, if that's, what do you think he exchanged in order to bring her back, if that's what it took? My guess 
would be another life. That's exactly what I'm afraid of. Whose life would he want to spare to bring her back? I hate to say it, but my dad recently died. Oh. How? Do I know how he died? From the letter that your neighbor had sent you, it simply said he had died in his sleep. And that she told you when the funeral was uh, and that she would be going. By the time you got the letter, it was already past his funeral date. I was under the impression that it was peaceful or or, or health-related, I guess, but, but I don't really know for sure. Was he of an age where dying like that is plausible? I don't, I don't think that dying of old age is something he needed to be worrying about. While you guys are over by the desk, if you want to do more searching, you can give me an investigation check. Yes? Nah. I got a 15. Mm, 13. Cleo, after you hand off the journal, you're looking for anything else. I mean, you had opened this drawer. There might be something else, right? You, you, you search through, and you seem to find a few letters. Seems to be a correspondence between him and someone named Krishia. Oh. Some of them are about him trying to find a meeting place to talk with her. Seems like he had to travel away from Valrith to a meeting place deep in the forest to acquire something. Doesn't seem to say exactly what it is. It only hints that it may assist with what he needs. Another letter has care instructions. It seems like whatever he did receive from her was a living thing that he had purchased from this woman. And finally, with your 15, you're able to find in one of the small margins of this letter, he wrote down something in a hurry. Sedentary for 72 to 84 hours. Heartbeat low and hard to find. Skin dark and cold. This is... Oh, this is a lot. Oh, this is a lot to take in. Um, have you guys ever heard of a, a Krishia? Uh, no. We're, we're kind of new here. Right, uh, I'm sorry. We don't, we don't know too many people. I'm going to look at the guy in the chair, and I'm going to say, Have you ever heard of a Krishia? His eyes dart over to you. It doesn't seem like he actually moves his face. He's still staring at Jet. You can see he's doing these deep breaths. Uh, he's bleeding from his stomach a little bit. No. Do, do you know uh, anyone that might know what a Krishia is or who it is? Or No. Okay. Tight. I would like to inspect this plant. Give me nature. Oh, come on. Nine. Looks like a plant you haven't seen before. How big is it? It's like a big pot that would need to be like on the ground. It's so heavy. And the plant itself isn't huge, but it's got it's overarching. It's got some leaves coming out of it. And you can see it does have some seeds. The seeds have been starting to fruit. And you don't really know much about it. The one thing you do notice with a nine is the soil is black. Ooh. Um, it doesn't look like a like a carnivorous plant, does it? With like a No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's the plant from the Maybe that's the living thing that he collected. I'm going to show Blueberry the letter about that. Oh, what, what are the care instructions? Keep away from sunlight, watering a certain amount of time, 
include the food. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this definitely sounds like a plant. The weird plant. Can I tell, looking at the infernal writing, like, does it look like it's in the same handwriting as the rest of the stuff that the captain wrote? Or does it look at all like my mother's handwriting, as far as I can remember it? It is definitely not your mother's handwriting. You know what her handwriting looks like. It seems to be as this journal went on, the handwriting stayed consistent, but got more and more sloppy. But the same, you know, the H's were written the same way and all that. But as slowly as it started to turn into these last pages where it started to become infernal, it still looks like the same general structure. Okay. Can I inspect the soil specifically? Give me, give me nature again. Dirty one. (laughs) Do you have a minus one to nature? Oh, no, actually. I have minus one to intelligence, but technically it's a three. It smells a little gross. You don't even want to like start digging in there or touching it. It doesn't look like normal soil. This is weird. Can I get a little bit of, you know, toasted writer? And just sprinkle a little bit. <laughs> are, are you asking? Are you asking us to like take off a piece of this man? No, I'm just doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so you are cutting off some burnt area? Yeah. And gonna put it in the soil? Yeah. Blueberry starts doing that. It's gonna take her some time. Xander, you are looking at Ryder's body. He had the dagger on him. The katana still on the ground. You can see that he had in his pocket the original job in Jaria's handwriting, as well as notes written in the sides about the notebook being in Captain Veyrell's possession, also seemingly written by Jaria. He's got some gold on him, as well as the Katana Man had gold on him. It was a hundred and twenty-five gold total. Woo! Holy. All right, tight, tight. What does a katana fall under? Is that a simple weapon? A katana, this is just a longsword flavored as a katana. Oh, all right. I would like to have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least for now, I guess. He had a sheath on him. You can actually take that belt off and grab the sheath if you'd like as well. Yes, please. He doesn't seem to resist too much. I mean, he is tied up, so it would be hard for him to resist, but he doesn't seem to resist or protest at all as you do so. Are you going to, like, double belt that, Xander? Or are you going to lose your... I don't know what kind of belt you have on right now, but... I bet you could guess. It's from Kohl's. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to I'm just gonna double belt it for now. I, I feel like um, one's for the pants, one's for the sword, you know? That's just, all right. that's just life. I, I feel that. I don't know how you're going to stab a lot of people with that, but, I mean, I guess you could try. It's more like a defense mechanism. Like, I'm using this to intimidate more than anything. Oh, okay. Like, like an accessory. I'm following. And like someday, someday I'll become that masterful samurai that I've always dreamed of. Does anyone know what's up with this weird plant? Blueberry, after you throw the little bit of burnt flesh into this plant, it doesn't seem to change. Okay. It's a little messed up, Blueberry. I was curious. It smelled weird. Uh, where do you think that uh, the the captain went now? I mean, if he wrote that poem recently, right? He says in the poem, just days left here. I don't know 
I don't know what that means. Does he mean here in this house? Does he mean here in this world? Uh, or maybe it's like, I, I hate to get this dark, but if he did bring your mom back, maybe... Maybe she had just days left. <sighs> and maybe he was waiting out whatever was happening to her. I wonder if this note is about her in the margin here. He wrote sedentary for 72 to 84 hours, heartbeat low and hard to find, skin dark and cold. That sounds like someone dead to me. Or near there. I, I could see where you get that. I mean, if, if he's writing this from his own, you know, personal experience... I don't know what he could be reciting. Is he... He needs to recite something where he should have called home. And then he says, reliving the life from the pages. What pages does that mean? Does he mean the pages of his own journal? Does he mean the pages of hers? He, if he's reciting it from either, I feel like it could be uh, where your mom used to live. If he wanted to be with your mom so much, he probably wanted to call... I guess your old house home. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It just also makes my skin crawl. Yeah, uh, I, I understand. I know it's not really something you want to think about. We can go there. I mean, I haven't been back there in a long time, but we could go. I'm kind of surprised he would want to move in there. I would more expect he'd want her to move in here. It's so big. Well, what are we going to do about this guy, though? Yes, what? Uh, well, we we kind of have a history of just tying people up and leaving them places. So, like, I mean... Oh, great. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine by me. You're going to take my weapon and leave me in a foreign city. I mean, you chose to come here, bruh. I don't know what you want from me. I'll trade you. Uh, I'm going to put a short sword that I was carrying on the floor just out of reach of his, like, foot, I guess. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so generous of you. Look, dog, yours is cooler, and uh, you tried to kill us, so I don't feel bad about this. I understand. Also, um, sorry about your homie. Uh, I don't really know what happened there. Um, yes, you set him on fire. Yeah, but like, I didn't. I don't really mean to. Like, we're trying to do this whole like non-killing thing, and I just, I just exploded. I. Mm. He looks over at Ryder's body and he goes, I've heard that's the worst way to go. All right, I feel a little bad about this. Um, I mean, at least it was quick. I feel like there are certainly worse ways to go. Yeah, positives. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we gotta, we're gonna go. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll catch you later, big dog. <laughs> and, uh, I should go find Namora. Oh, yeah, you hear a from downstairs oh yo what the heck and i'm gonna run out of the room xander's going downstairs is there anything else interesting happening in the closet does not look like it it seems like this guy was just kind of pulling at anything he could there was another bookshelf over here you could see that he had taken a bunch of these books out these actually just looked like novels and instruction manuals some were like fighting style stuff it seems like all pretty mundane can i search those books for like a secret book box or something Give me investigation. 13. None of them seem to be hollow of any kind. You're taking each book out. 
there's a good joke book. It's just jokes uh, that he's got. The Jokelopedia? Uh, yeah, it is. It is the Jokelopedia <laughs> by Jack Antelope. <laughs> I throw it at Sebastian. Oh, what? What are you doing? Oh, okay. I'm, I can use some of these. Thanks. In real life, I'll lend you the book so that you can actually use it. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody gone out on the uh, porch or something we said? Can I go? Can I? Can I go check it out? I mean, go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go check it out. You pop open the door. Uh, you're ended up walking like onto the roof of the first floor, but it is very flat here and there is a railing. A couple patio chairs and you see a spyglass right next to a chair that is faced at an odd angle. Wait, spyglass like... Oh my god. Uh, Wait a minute. Like a telescope? Think pirate ship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like pull out the spyglass. Yeah, I want to look... So was it aimed anywhere? The chair is. The spyglass was not. It is a handheld spyglass. Okay, but but from where like things are oriented, does it look like that somebody would be continuously watching in one specific area? Looks like he was looking a specific direction. Okay, uh, can I look in that direction in my spyglass? Your spyglass? <laughs> yes, my spyglass, because I have it now. Please take it. I'm going to use the hell out of this thing. Do I see anything? It looks like there is a large library. A lot of these are residential buildings. The only thing around here is a library. That seems to be what he was kind of trying to look at. Why would he be wanting to look at a library? I want to come back out from porch time. <laughs> Anybody know anything about this library? Do I know something about the library? Your mother used to go to that library to write a lot of the time. Yeah, um, that's just part of this whole creepy spying thing. My mom used to go there a lot to write. Yeah, because I found the spyglass thing, and uh, I think he'd been watching your mom for a while there. Yeah, that's that's what the journal makes it look like. Should we go check it out there? Can I go out onto the balcony? Can I see my house from here? You cannot see directly your house, but you can see the area your mom would have walked from leaving the library to go down the street. You guys do not live far from here at all. And it looks like he had a line of sight from her entering the library or leaving the library for a couple hundred feet before she would turn down an alley. Yeah, this just, it just seems like this was a really convenient spot for him to watch her come and go from the library. Do you think that's where he might be? I mean, if it's reliving the life. From the pages. I don't know. He's talking about poems and stuff. Pages and that sort of things are usually at a library, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know that she would have left any of her pages there, but, but certainly she spent a lot of time there. I think we've exhausted everything that we can do in this room. Yeah. Should we all head back down? I want to knock out the guy with my quarterstaff before leaving the room. Just whack him over the head real quick. And he's already been searched, right? Yeah, that's where you got the 125 gold. Okay. Which I'm, I'm currently holding. It's just like in my pocket, I guess. I feel weird about leaving that plant here, but I don't know what we would do with it. So what what have we tried so far? We We need to feed it something? That's all? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, someone did at some point. I don't know. Who knows how often it needs to feed. Maybe it's not hungry anymore. 
I feel like maybe it was part of whatever ritual it was, and I don't know if it matters now, now that it's been done. It just seems strange to leave it here if it was so important to something so horrible. Okay, well, we'll leave the plant. We got we got this guy all tied up to, to guard it. He's going to keep it nice and safe. Uh, he's unconscious now, but, you know, if you want to go check your house, I mean, it, it says home in the poem. Yeah. But it also says pages for the library. I hate to be completely insensitive, but if... If your father is past, and so is your mother, that has to be abandoned, right? Yeah, and you know, I mean, it might give us a clue to what happened with my dad if, if, it, if it wasn't a natural death. It might lead us somewhere, at least, and then if, if that fails, we could check the library. I mean, if that spyglass was set up to look in there still, yeah, it could be something to check on afterwards. Yeah, I think that makes sense. The only two views that he had were the library and the home. Well, and the path between the two. So I feel like we have to go to one of the two. That's the only direction that we have right now. It also doesn't seem like there would be anywhere else he could go in the city where people wouldn't be able to find him. I mean, there were missing posters. Yeah. Exactly. If he's a peepin' Tom and all gross and icky, if he wants to call something home, he's probably peeking through your windows. That's where I would assume he could possibly be. And Does anyone else live there? In my house? No. I think, yeah, we should start there. If no one's there, it doesn't hurt to check. I mean, it would be a, a good place to hide things, I guess. Or a good place to hide. You go down, meet up with Xander. He is hanging out with Namora. Hello and welcome to the Eurogamer Newscast and this week we're discussing the biggest Xbox leak in history. We're looking ahead to the Switch 2's potential launch lineup. We're asking why there are so many industry layoffs, or at least that's what I would be saying if you're listening to the Eurogamer Newscast. Hello, I'm Tom, Eurogamer's editor and host of our weekly discussion podcast where we break down the biggest gaming news stories and share insight from our news reporting team. Head to your favourite podcast app now to listen, just search Eurogamer Newscast. Namora seems very interested in going outside, being too sedentary too long, kind of pacing back and forth, running from window to window to look outside. And so you're all heading over to Samaris Manor. The manor itself is not far. It's a two-story building and has been denoted with a small green X on the handle to the front door. Cleo, you know this to be meaning it is currently unoccupied and is in the property of the royal family. There is a main entrance in the front of this building directly in the center. It is rather symmetrical in nature. One thing you notice, Cleo, which is very abnormal for your house, all of the curtains are drawn. Okay, so I'm going to stop everyone as we get closer. I don't know, this might be because the house is, is the property of the crown, but the curtains aren't normally drawn like this. Maybe that means that he's inside. I guess you know this house way better than any of us. Do you think there's some sort of back door or safe entrance we can go through? Is there a back door that I know about or like another entrance? So there's the main entrance. There are windows to the left side. It's only on the front of the house, the windows on the left side, because that is the large library. So the rest have bookshelves all the way around. On the right side of the house is the kitchen. And there is a back door into the kitchen. 
as well as windows into the kitchen, which are rather dark. We can go into the kitchen door. That was always the easiest way to get out when I didn't want my parents to see me. Okay. I'm going to lead them to the kitchen door. Cleo, you would know of a hidden key somewhere to the back door in case you know your father used to be rather forgetful. So you always had to have somewhere because he would always forget his keys to get back into the house. So you would know there is a hidden key somewhere nearby to get you in this back door. Well, then I would grab it. You're able to open up this kitchen. It is very dark inside the house. Those of you without dark vision are not seeing well, especially in this kitchen, which is a rectangular kitchen. There is a food prep area here, a small table. You can see a lot of this stuff has been boxed up, though there are still boxes around. It looks like they came in here and like took all of the food out. Looks like the crown was taking it for some reason. And then there is a door that you know Cleo leads to, not the main entryway, but a sitting room uh, with the staircase leading upstairs. Guys, I can't see anything. Oh, hey, let me try this real quick. And I'll turn on my light on my camera, the flash, and it's me casting light. Oh, you got the, <laughs> the flash going so you guys can see and I forget what the radius is. It is 20 foot radius. So yeah, your camera is giving a nice bright look for the rest of you. This is a lot brighter than I remember. Oh, okay. Thanks. That helps so much. Okay, we are stealthy. Blueberry, how long does Pass Without Trace last? An hour. Yay. This has been less than an hour. Yes! Hey. You guys still have Pass Without Trace. Sweet. Do we be quiet? Is this light going to give us away if we're trying to be sneaky? Or do we do like a handhold train for those who can see? <laughs> What's the best action here? <laughs> can, can I hear anything coming from outside of the kitchen? Like, do I hear any movement? Give me perception. Oh. Uh. That's a six. It is real quiet, but it doesn't help that Sebastian and Xander are whispering behind you. So you can't quite hear anything happening in the rest of the house. I mean, if if we don't want someone to know that we're coming, we probably shouldn't have light. But that's easy for me to say when I can see in the dark. Yeah, I'll go first with you. Yeah, if we want to have people who can see in the dark at the front, maybe. That works for me. I just can't see anything, so... <laughs> Uh, we could do like a little conga line kind of thing. I'm a little loud, so I should probably be at the back. Yeah, just cover the flash for now. You don't have to turn it off, just cover it. Oh, good call, good call. I'm going to put it like under my shirt. Cleo, sounds like you're headed first. Yeah, I would lead the way. Just to check, my disguised self is probably gone by now, right? It's an hour and I cast it when we first arrived in the city. Yeah, I'm going to say that is probably gone. That has been long enough. Okay. Why don't you guys all give me stealth rolls? You also still have Pass Without Trace. So that's plus 10, right? Plus 10. Ooh. 25. Oh my gosh, 29. Ooh. I got a 29 too. Let's go. Hell yeah. 26. Jet? Uh, Jet? 27? Okay. Oh, Holy crap, you got a 27? Wow. With disadvantage? Yeah, baby! Wow, Sebastian, you were the least stealthy? I know, yeah, 25. Wow, uh, yeah, you guys are very, very quiet now. Yes! Cleo, as you enter your, this small sitting room, you see the rounded staircase leading upwards to the second floor where you knew the bedrooms used to be, as well as an 
archway leading to an open area with bookshelves and a beautiful elven green carpet, which you know to be the library. This carpet is ruined by large markings done in red. They are hard to make out from here, but seem similar to the runes written in the final pages of the journal. Oh, does it, can I see if there, like, would there be areas in the library that someone could be standing right now that we can't see from where we are? So you can see a 10 foot by 30 foot slice of the library, but you know the library is much larger. It's a 30 by 30 foot square. So you're only seeing the very entrance to it, and there is a much larger open area in this library. I'm going to point to it. I'm going to gesture so that everyone sees that that is the bad place. (laughs) The bad place. Okay. (laughs) I whisper library very quietly to the person behind me. Okay. Yeah, you you play telephone with the word library. Jet's very confused when he hears uh, lobotomy at the back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who knows? It was a ritual. (laughs) I guess I'd like to sneak up close enough to the edge of the arch that I can kind of look into the library. Cleo, you nice and stealthily move up, get a little bit better look at these runes, and you cock your head in inside this library is an elven man who you know to be the captain though he looks very different he looks almost sickly he is wearing his guards uniform but it seems to be almost falling off of him his skin looks rashy and bruised along his arms and face Just above his long elven ears are two raised protrusions coming from the top of his skull, stretching the skin as if something were growing from him. The entirety of his eyes, whites and all, are now completely black, though it looks like there is a picture being played in the darkness, like a projector was shooting a movie directly into his eyes. He is slightly arched over, a body restrained to a table, his hands pressed on each side of a horned, red humanoid skull. Oh. The room is deadly quiet except for the shallow breathing that is coming from the body on the table. Cleo, this is your father, Malvis. Ah. Oh, he's alive. (sighs) Okay, well, uh, this is... (sighs) Hmm. Okay. I am going to do something that's not smart, but that is probably what she would do. That's what we like. (laughs) Gave it to me. I am going to... I'm going to cast Hideous Laughter at the captain. Okay. And I'm going to say a poem that was written to be funny, but not in a tone that's very funny right now. Uh, I think he probably would have been very offended by this back when he was in his right mind. So... I'm going to just break all of our stealth, and I'm going to step right into the library, and I'm going to point at him. If you ever hear metals a-jangling, see a captain all ugly and gangling. The man is so surly, his right arm so burly. We all know which worm he's been wrangling. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, shit! Oh, these are our character reactions also, like... <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're just, dude, me and Xander are just hype manning the fuck out of you right now. Yeah. Holy fuck. About to end this man's whole career. 
you definitely get inspiration for that, Cleo. <laughs> Thank you. He's making a, a wisdom saving throw? Yes. That is only a seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, that means that he has he falls prone. He is now incapacitated and unable to stand up for up to one minute while I maintain concentration. His hands fall off of your father. As his hands go away, his eyes are now again completely black. It looks like the picture that was playing is no longer there. Ugh. As he seems to fall to the ground. And he is maniacally laughing. And when you hear this laugh, it has a very dark undertone to it as well. <laughs> as soon as he falls, I'm going to run over to my father and try and free him. Is he? He's, he's like chained up to the table. He is restrained. As you look over, he seems to be unconscious, but breathing. I will run over and cast Cure Wounds on that man. While she's doing that, I want to try to break the restraints. Because are they just like chains on the ground or something? They are chained to the table. To the table? Can I try to break those with my hammer? We're not going to roll initiative, but one minute's not a long time. So I'm yeah. going to basically make each of your actions a round in a way. Okay. Yeah. Cleo, he can't redo the saving throw unless he's hit by anything. Oh, no. He has advantage if it's triggered by damage. He actually can, at the end of each turn, he can make another save. So he might be up any second. So I am going to do my best to give you all one action at a time and then do a save. Yeah. Blueberry cast cure wounds. Eight hit points. Jet, give me an attack roll on one of their strains. And Cleo, what are you doing? I'm going to try to try to free him too. I want to be working on those restraints. I don't know what. Are they chains? Yeah, he's like chained to the table. One on each of his legs, one on each of his hands. Oh, I know exactly what I will do. I will cast knock on whatever's holding the chains together because anything that is held shut by a mundane lock. You can do one lock per turn with knock then. Well, I only have one spell slot for it, but I'll do that one. <laughs> Sebastian and Xander, is there anything you're doing? Does it look like Blueberry's cure wounds did anything? I am not going to tell you until after this round because all of this should be technically happening simultaneously. Jack got a 12, by the way. Okay, Jet, roll damage. Nine. That's enough. You're able to cleave one off. Cleo was able to get the one around his wrist, while Jet, you were able to get the one off the table because you didn't want to, like, smack at his wrist. So both of his hands are now free, but one of them has the chain still attached to it. I would like to walk up to the head of the table, kind of, like, watching over everybody, and as they're going through the locks and watching Blueberry do the thing, I, I just really want to focus on... Malvis, I would like to cast Detect Thoughts. Ooh. When you cast the spell as an action on each turn until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet. Yes, so you can shift it. In this case, you are getting Malvis. Malvis, the dad? I want to see if he's actually alive, still here, working. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Malvis is thinking of a time when he was in a nice summer breeze outside and sitting next to a beautiful elven woman. Oh. I'm, I'm so zoned in 
And then I do like a little glance up at Cleo. I just feel like a warmth in my heart and a little tear. <laughs> Xander, are you doing anything with your turn? Uh, I'm going to position my camera with the light still on, just on like a nearby table so that it's illuminating the room. You're able to illuminate almost the entirety of this room. We'll just say the entirety of it because there's bookshelves and stuff making the room a little smaller than the 30 by 30. And I would like to hold a knife in my non-dominant hand. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do a wisdom save. Is a 13 going to pass? That is the DC. He does save. And you guys all stop hearing the laughter. As this man stands up and he grabs a spear from under the table. You can see he's not quite looking at any of you as his eyes are completely black. And he yells, Who disturbs me? No one should be here. Can I do something or are we going to do initiative things? (laughs) Let's roll initiative and you can respond on your turn. Uh, (laughs) 21. 13. 16. 8. Dirty 20. That is the captain's turn. What? Whoa. Sheesh. He rolled a 23 for initiative. Damn. Oh, God. So, you guys were all relatively close to him. Most of you went straight to this table. And so because Cleo and Jet, you two were at the sides closest to Malvis' head, because you were going after the arm shackles, you are closest to him. And he is going to take a swing at each of you as he's starting to yell. You shouldn't be here. Leave me alone. That is going to miss on Jet. And that is also going to miss Cleo. You can see that he is swinging wildly. It doesn't look like he has quite a plan on who he is hitting as he, again, seems to be looking past you all. Xander, your turn. Jet, you are next in initiative. Yes. All right. So uh, Xander's kind of like, he's kind of picking up on his own powers a little bit more now. So he's curious about something and he raises his mittened hand, which none of you can see this because it's in a mitten, but it's a sideways gun stein with his hand. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) He's going for the kill shot with an Eldritch Blast. 24. 24 hits. And that's 10 damage and lots of Xander excitement that he doesn't always need the camera. (laughs) As it blasts up through the others around you just over Malvis's head uh, as he's still laying down, you're able to hit him. He doesn't seem that phased. You can see he raises his spear at you and he shoots a ray of fire at you as a legendary action. Oh no. That is definitely going to hit. That's a 24 to hit. Oh, no. I think Xander's dead. That is four fire damage. Okay. Oh, but also... Oh, hell yeah. I don't need my camera anymore. Jet, you're up. Cleo, you're on deck. Okay. I want to go after the next restraint. That is a a dirty 20. That hits. Roll damage. Uh, 11. That's enough. You're able to get one of his legs, so he has two hands and a leg free. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah, that's all I can do. At the end of your turn, he hears that happen, and he yells, No! 
He swings his spear really quick around his neck in a circle around him. I need a dexterity saving throw from Cleo and Jack. <gasps> Whoa. God. Oh, I got a natural 20. Hell yeah. I'm in adrenaline mode. <laughs> You're reading him like a book. <laughs> I got a dirty 20 as well. So you guys are able to dodge out of the way of this spear though it is literally on fire at this point. And so you do still feel the heat a little bit and you're going to take three fire damage. Ooh. Ow. So that's Cleo's turn. After I deftly dodge his creepy flaming spear, I'm going to say, you're the one who shouldn't be here. And I'm going to cast fairy fire on him, which is a dex save. That is a 17. Ah, balls. Okay. And then, <laughs> sorry. And then my, uh, for my bonus action, I would like to use my unsettling words. It uses one of my inspiration slots and I get to roll an inspiration die, which I am doing now. Okay. I rolled a five. So he has to subtract five from his next saving throw before the start of my next turn. Damn. Ooh. Okay. Cleo, that's the end of your turn. Sebastian. Nice. Um, how far away is Xander from me? Literally standing right next to you. <laughs> he had just put the camera down so you can see everything. I'm going to cower behind him with my hands on his shoulders, and I'm going to be like, Xander, that was fucking badass, and then I'm going to cure wounds him. <laughs> Hype. After just seeing him, like, pistol this Eldritch Blast out. How's seven sound? That sounds so nice, bro. That is Malvis's turn, and you can see... Cleo, your father starts to open his eyes and look at you, and he's gasping for air. You can see panic, but almost a little bit of happiness in his eyes, and he rolls off the table towards you, so he's no longer on the table. He is still restrained by one of his legs, but he's now not in the reach of the captain. Blueberry, your turn. Is this room big enough that I could get to any point in this room and run 20 feet straight at the captain? Yes, because you can move through allies. As long as you have a space to stop past allies, you can move through them. Enemies, you can't move through their spaces. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to wild shape into a white lioness. Dang. And... I'm going to run uh, backwards a bit to get at a direct 20-foot path to the captain, and I'm going to run and leap forward and pounce on him. So this is a uh, claw attack roll first. Ooh, is there anyone um, of my allies within five feet of him? Yes. With advantage. Oh, it doesn't help. Um, 24. Oh, definitely hits. And that would be five slashing damage. And he needs to make a DC 13 strength saving throw, minus that five from Cleo. Minus five. So sorry, I rolled a 25. Oh, oh God. Okay, well, he's not knocked prone. <laughs> you can see that he was not expecting claws of any kind. He's able to put his spear backwards and kind of steady himself with the end of the spear. Wild animal. What is going on here? And Blueberry, again, it doesn't look like he's looking at you. That is back to the top of the order with his turn, and he retaliates immediately. 
He pushes the bottom of the spear back to steady himself. Once he's steadied, he thrusts it towards you. That is a 24 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. It's just double my AC, you know. Jesus. (laughs) You're going to take eight piercing damage. Okay. And 11 fire damage. Oh, no. He's going to rear back and hit you again. Fuck. That's only a nine to hit. (gasps) No. He's able to hit you once, but as he comes back, you're able to deftly move. You just weren't expecting the first one. Xander, you're up. All right. So when I had the first, the the mitten hand up, I was turned my body to the left so that my right arm was extended. Now I shift so that my left arm is extended. (laughs) Same position with my hand, but with a knife in it. So I'm kind of like holding that up along my thumb, but it's still gun. And I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt this time. And this time they can see the gun because it's not under the mitten. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did I get a 24 last time also? I think so. Cool. But nice nice rolls, man. Thanks. Okay, so that's 66. Uh, so 8 plus 6 is 14. From 66? Uh-huh. It was all ones and twos when I used freaking this stupid Hell website. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I mean, that's still 14 damage, dude. That's a lot. And uh, with Guiding Bolt, the next attack gets advantage on it, right? Yep. Jet, how are you going to use that advantage? Well, I can't use it on this little thing. Cleo, can you get that last one? I mean, I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. um, I mean, since I have advantage, I better go after this guy. He's right near me, right? He's right in front of you. There is a lion just to your side. Oh, my. Dirty 20. My God, I'm getting a lot of dirty 20s. Hits. I would like to uh, use my Thunderous Smite again. So that is 11 plus 2d6. 19 damage. And that pushes him 10 feet back, correct? Yes, sir. And that is Thunder damage? Yes, sir. Cleo, that is your turn. He is about 10 feet away from you now. Your father is now hiding under the table. You can see that he has started trying to undo the last restraint on his leg. I'm going to look at the captain and pause for a moment because I just want to fuck him up so bad. And then I'm going to turn around and try to help my father get the chain off of him. I'm going to try and help him break the... I'm going to use my dagger to try and break the lock. Give me an attack roll with advantage since he's helping you. A 22. That hits. Roll damage. Okay, that's three. This thing's hanging on by a thread. Seems like you have broken most of it. You just need to get little of this last little bit. Uh, okay. For my bonus action, can I give Bardic Inspiration to Blueberry? I say, right now when you're deep in the fray, you may think that you should run away. I'm telling you, chum, there's a win yet to come, and your hair looks amazing today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> These are so good. I guess I should have said fur in this context. <laughs> Sebastian, that's you. Oh, that's me. Um, I will run up. Uh, Xander's feeling all good. I'm going to notice that the lock is still on the uh, Malvis's last little leg. Um, and I'm going to run up with a dagger of my own and try to just get that last little bit off so we can get him to safety. I'm going to let you use uh, advantage as well, just because he is uh, currently trying to help you. First one's 18. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. 
Five damage. You are able to break that thing. And you can see Malvis looks up at you with tired eyes, but he has this sparkle in them. And he gives a big smile. Sebastian, are you doing anything else with the rest of your turn? Um, I, I probably can't move him, can I? I'm going to say that was an action, and he's up after you. Uh, no, I, I'll, I'll stay there then. That is his turn. You can see that he starts scrambling out from under the table, and he runs to a desk nearby. Seems like he is shuffling through the desk. Blueberry, you're up. I've still got 10 feet between me and Captain. Yeah. I'm going to back up 10 feet, do a little <laughs> switcheroo, and go pounce on him again. Awesome. Is there any uh, friends within five feet of him? Not anymore because Jet pushed him away. Damn. Okay. That's fine. That's fine because I rolled a 23. Dang. Yeah, that hits. Oh, it's only four slashing, but he needs to make a strength saving throw. That is a 27. <laughs> ah, he's so strong. Oh my God. I rolled a nat 20, so like... He has a plus seven to strength. Jesus. Strength saving throws specifically, not to strength. He gets a bonus to the saving throw. Oh. Blueberry, as you do so, you try to knock him down and he puts his hand right up against your lioness ear. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, 12. Wait, I'm going to use my inspiration. Yeah. <sighs> 17. That passes. <gasps> Good day that you had that inspiration. You feel like he is trying to bring out something deep from your past, but you're able to shake his hand away. That was his legendary action. That is now his turn. He is going to, I mean, he just keeps on getting beaten up by this lioness. Uh, Since you just attacked him, he's going to come right back at you. Not compared to the big guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is a 16 to hit. Yeah. Is she within five feet of me? Not anymore. Colin? I'd like to use a reaction to cutting words that attack roll, please. Okay. I, I just want to distract him. I'm going to be like, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> roll your cutting words. Minus four. No, wait. It just hits. No. Oh, it still hits? Oh, I thought it was 13. No, it's 12. That is 10 slashing damage. Dang it. I turn back into me. (laughs) And 12 fire damage. Okay. I look rough. (laughs) And he attacks you again. Uh, It's a 17 to hit. Yes. That is seven piercing damage. Okay. And then eight fire damage. Oh my God. I pass out. (sighs) Oh no. Blueberry is no longer a lioness and is now laying on the ground. You can see with the edge of his spear turned outward, he starts moving back towards the table. Xander, your turn. Seeing what happens to Blueberry, can I start with a bonus action? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Starting with a bonus action, I'm going to do two of my healing light on, on her. That's five health. That's something. Uh, that's me sending good vibes. Oh no, Blue, get up. I will now adjust my body one more time so that both hands are forward, both guns up, 
and cast Sacred Flame because I'm not sure about strength levels right now, and that's just like whatever. It's a dex save of 13. That is a fail. That is a 12. Tight. So you take 1d8 of radiant damage. That is 4 damage. Xander, you see this guy recoils more than you would expect from just this little chunk of flame you hit him with. Ooh. He's hurting. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. All right, I'm getting the hang of this. Guns up. Jet, your turn. Cleo on deck. Okay, so I again am, am going to go and attack him with my war hammer. Oh, my God. Dirty 20 yet again. I dude. knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that hits. Okay, so that is five damage. For my bonus action, I would like to cast Shield of Faith on Blueberry, so it's going to form a nice shimmering field of vines and blue roses around her. (sighs) Awesome. Like that. Cleo, that's you. Okay, I am going to stab him with a dagger. Give me an attack roll. (laughs) Just, Just feeling the rage. That is a... 15 to hit? 15 does not hit. As you stab at him, he has this guard's uniform on. He doesn't move when you come at him. It just seems like this chainmail that he had was enough to block the brunt of the dagger blow. All right. Well, I'm going to use my last bardic inspiration to do unsettling words again, which will subtract another five points from his next saving throw. At the end of your turn. Cleo, he knows you just stabbed him. He does the same thing. He grabs his hand right up to your face. I need a wisdom saving throw. Can I use my inspiration to do that at advantage, that save? Yeah. I'm going to do that because I did not roll very well that time. Oh, that's much better. Okay, Uh, that's a 19. 19 passes. Again, he seems like he is trying to bring something up from your past. And as you look at him, he drops his hand. He's not quite able to break you. He goes, Cleo. You're not getting any more of her out of me. Sebastian, you're up. I am going to. So I'm behind, like, I'm on the table. I'm going to take out the crossbow and kind of, like, perch it on the table and see if I can shoot a bolt at him. It's only a 15. 15 doesn't hit. And I would like to use my last Bardic Inspiration slot for Cleo because I saw her run up and be a badass and she gave me goosebumps with her last line, so I need to repay that. (laughs) As you know, Sebastian loves some Fallout Boy and he realizes that he needs to kind of step his game up seeing how good (laughs) Cleo has done. (laughs) So after he misses, he's just going to yeet the crossbow. Who who needs it? (laughs) Pull out Daisy. And he's gonna start singing. Where is Cleo tonight? I hope that she is killing it. Oh. Maybe we won't make it out of this house, but you were the last good thing about this elven town. Yay. Nice, nice. Golf claps, golf claps. Yeah, definitely golf claps for that. That was great. Cleo now has Bardic. You can see Malvis from across the room pulls out a small hand crossbow from this dresser and he shoots it at the captain. Nice. That is an eight to hit. Uh, It's not going to hit. 
He is wobbly. He has to steady himself on the desk. It goes in the right direction, but doesn't quite connect. Blueberry, that's your turn. Um, how far am I from Captain right now? You are within five feet of him, but he has also moved a little bit closer to our girl Cleo. Like he rotated around me? Yeah. Okay, I will use half my movement to stand up. And I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on myself at second level. Thirteen. Nice. And that's my turn. That is the captain's turn. Cleo, he's looking right at you. Cleo. It's a 26 to hit. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that hits. Wait, is that within range of me? Oh, yeah. Do you want to pose disadvantage? Yeah, reaction. Reaction disadvantage. Ooh, I think that's still going to hit 13. That is my armor class. Dang it. Eight piercing damage. Nine fire damage. Oh my god, I have one. I look look bad. (laughs) You can see that he is going hard. He is angry. Xander, you're up. All right, so Sacred Flame looked like it worked pretty well last time, so I'm just going to use that again. It's a dex save, right? Yes, 13, and you have minus five. I got an 18, no, 17 minus, oh, fuck. Hell yeah. (laughs) Are you kidding me? All right, you hit him. Three. Again, it, it feels like he is burning a lot. He doesn't quite recoil the same amount. He looks very determined. And as he takes that fire, Cleo, he puts his hand out towards you again. Cleo, I need another wisdom save. Oof. Oh my God. I'm like so stressed out about which D20 to roll here. (laughs) I feel like I picked the wrong one. Oh, 15. Maybe. 15. Passes. Oh, thank yeah. God. I was, gonna, I was like, oh, D6, oh maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feel a little bit of heat coming from his hand. Cleo. <sighs> Jet, your turn. I'm going to go at him one more time with my hammer. 13. Doesn't hit. Damn. You're getting angry, too. You want to save Cleo. You come down, and it just bounces off his armor. Again, he's not really trying to dodge or anything. Cleo, your turn. I mean, this isn't going to do much, but I've really tapped out all my spells. So I am going to use Vicious Mockery on him. On your balcony, Captain Sword rusting, while you spied on my poor mother, lusting. It was long ago, but it's comfort to know that my mom would have found you disgusting. Got him! Oh! Drag him! (laughs) What kind of saving throw is that? It is a wisdom save. That is an eight. He fails! I mean, it's not very much damage, but I'm glad that he failed. (laughs) (laughs) That is three. Cleo. (gasps) He's yours. No way, dude! Oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to, when I, when I say the last few words of that, I just want to like lean forward and just shove him on his chest. And like all of the power of vicious mockery goes like through my hands. Oh, you're able to do this little blast. 
you see he falls backwards. He's looking up in your direction. He says, Cleo, how I didn't miss you. Turns out your father was good for something, but you, you've always been worthless. As he falls to the ground. I spit on him. Fuck yeah, Cleo. Fuck yeah. Get him. And then I fall down because I have one hit point. (laughs) (laughs) You fall down and you feel a hand on your shoulder. Darling, darling. Thank you. And you can see a shaky hand holds out a vial to you. I take it hesitantly and I drink it. And you hear as these chains clamber to the ground, he sits next to you. I saw her again. It was like she was really here. And you can see he pulls out a small book from his pocket. He thumbs through it a little bit. He used to make me read this. It would bring up memories of Raitia. She was always such an amazing writer. He looks at you and he holds the book out. She takes it and she looks down at it and sort of pages through it a little bit. And then she says, I'm still angry with you, but I didn't realize until I saw you alive just how much I didn't want you dead. Do you think... I mean, it would be easier for both of us to read through this sometimes if... if we were back together again. He does a long sigh, turns to you, tries to catch your eye, and he says, Cleo, I was... selfish... Yet I was full of love, even in the worst place I have ever been. I was holding on to this house. But this place isn't what brought her back to me. It was her words. The life we lived together is what brought her back to me. I let them throw you out of Valorith, knowing you had nowhere to go. I was worried if I too left this place that I would never feel a part of your mother again. But that was selfish and wrong. You are my daughter. You are what lives on of Raitia and I. I can never begin to apologize for those mistakes. I can only hope to try to bridge the gap that has formed between us. I'd I'd like to leave. Cleo, who is... A person who deals in words and is always using words to do everything doesn't have any. She just starts crying and falls into his arms like a little girl again. He grabs you, embraces you tightly, and he just says, I'm not asking for forgiveness, as that's not what I deserve. I'm just asking for a chance chance to try and be a good father. Maybe you can show me around Pastel, show me some of your poems. Maybe we could be neighbors. 
Yeah, you can you can come you can come and see my tragic shack. I think that it'll be a big change from what you have here. What I have here means nothing. What I have here, as he puts his hand on his chest, means everything. Um, these are my friends, by the way. I'm sorry. These are these are my new friends. Um, this is my father, Malvis. Oh, hi. hi. What up? He nods and says, thank you so much for saving me and assisting Cleo. Yeah, of course. That guy was gross. It's the least we could do. We don't deal with peeping Toms in our area. That wasn't just a peeping Tom. That was a demon. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Yo, guys, we just beat a demon. <laughs> Xander, as you say that, you see the runes on the ground here. You see the same rune that says exchange. And on either side of it, you see sight and soul for memories and masquerading. Oh, yo, guys, this all makes sense now. All right. So remember how we saw the thing with the exchange and like this dude, he was he had like those super black eyes, not from like getting punched or whatever, but like they were black and like and he doesn't he was just talking like, oh, God, he was so evil, man. Oh, shit, dog. All right. So it makes sense. So he traded his sight and his soul for that word that says masquerading, which I guess is like trying to party. And then the other one (laughs) is for memories, which means like he's like trying to remember shit. Oh, God. All right. So that's that's the exchange. That's the exchange. It's so cool. All right. I got to take a picture of this. And I grab my camera and take a picture. This time, you don't see Namora, the word. You see one of these runes changes into what you know to say Namora in common. But you don't see it in common as you normally do. Oh, yo. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to walk up to Xander and just... I'm I'm a little worried about you because I I think you traded your soul for partying. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Sebastian. That's a good one. All right, now get out of the way. I gotta take a picture of the dude. Oh, okay, sorry. And, sorry. <laughs> and now I take a picture of the demon man. Ew. You have that picture. One of the books in the background. The author on this book changes to the word Nomura. Type. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm piecing it all together. Piecing it all together. Someone want to search him? Cleo? You can claim whatever he's got. I do not want to touch that man. You guys can take whatever you can find on him. Well, Xander's the, the demon expert. I, he properly <laughs> knows how to handle this. Dibs, I got it. Let me touch the demon. The spear he was holding seems to be mundane when he is not using it. Doesn't look like it has innate ability to create fire. He does have this Valorith guard chainmail on. And as you get closer, you can see these protrusions coming from his skull with the skin stretching on them. He has multiple protrusions seeming to come from his back as well. These ones are longer and flank either side of his shoulder blade. It doesn't look like he had any material items on him. Damn, this dude gross as hell. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, he didn't have anything on him, so no worries. We can just do, should we, should we get rid of him? What are you guys going to do with this house? Can you sell it? I don't think we need this place. 
as he uh, grabs your hand, Cleo. Well, I mean, you know, you could you could sell it and then you could get like a decent place in uh, Pastel. Isn't it isn't it owned by the by the royalty, though? Well, not if he's still alive. They assume I am dead. We'll show them you're not. And he looks at Cleo. I mean, it's up to you, Dad, but you know I don't put any faith in these people, so I, I, I can't imagine that they would show us a kindness. I say we rest for the night. Maybe you and I can get kicked out of Valorith together. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That sounds like a good plan. Maybe not here, as he looks over at the captain. Cleo, you would know that your neighbor nearby, the one who sent you the letter... She actually works as a medic for the guard, and you know she lives alone, and she probably has a guest room. There's also a tavern nearby that you have stayed in before when your house had gotten infested with insects called the Lingering Flame. Um, I don't know what you guys want to do. do are you going to stay here tonight, or do you need to get back to, to town? I feel like we should rest first. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all got kind of beat up. I wouldn't mind a nice bed for the night. Well, there's an inn nearby, if, if that sounds better than this. If we'll be safe there, yeah. I wouldn't complain. This is on the Ashen Phoenix here. Well then, yeah, I guess I, I would show them the way, and I would... I'm not in great shape, and obviously neither is my dad, so we'd probably be leaning on each other. Can I walk up to both of them and just put my hands on both their shoulders? Uh, I, you can tell me if this is acceptable or not. Can I cast Cure Wounds at second level, but split the HP between the two of them for flavor's sake? <laughs> yeah, for flavor's sake. Cool. That's cool. Only I like because it. we know we're not going to be in danger. <laughs> exactly. And because this is a very cute moment, it's almost like you're, yeah. they're, they're bonding as one entity. You're healing one entity. I, I like it a lot. So yes, you can heal them and split the HP between them. I'll walk up and just be like, I'm really glad we made it out of there alive. And that we were able to rekindle this relationship. And they both get six HP. Well, I'll round down. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. You you are an amazing bard. Oh, I don't know what that is. But uh, <laughs> we should exchange some, some lyrics sometime. I got a lot to learn. Holy crap. That would be great. Nothing I do is ever really musical. So it'd be interesting to see how that works. Oh, a collab. This will be great on my next EP. <laughs> <laughs> you guys head over to the lingering flame it's a rather empty tavern what's really cool about this place is they have small little flames at each of the tables giving off light though it doesn't look like anything is burning it looks like the flames are just kind of hanging in the air and you're able to grab a few rooms and stay for the night and get your long rest hey xander are we just going to go ham at this inn? Uh, are, are we dropping all that coin? or? Excuse me? Oh, God, no. How, how much? It was 125 gold total. For the for the night? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. My heart just dropped. <laughs> we'll, we'll split it amongst us. Um, we can include Cleo. Um, then it's 25 each. So you guys all split up that gold. The tavern keeper charges, we'll say a gold a room. Because this isn't the nicest, nicest place. And this is generally not visitor area. Uh, you guys are in a more residential area. You aren't in a tourism area of Valorith, so it's actually a little bit cheaper. So a gold per room. You guys can decide how many rooms you want and everything. Do we all want to get our own rooms tonight? Just I, I don't know. I feel like we deserve it after that. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. 
Cool. Yeah. It's just some peace and quiet, you know? We've been chilling and tense. Jack gets kind of smelly and loud when he's, you know, sleeping, Whoa. so... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so maybe that night, then, Cleo would tell them that she's composed something for them. Well... <gasps> I'm sure that you guys are more than sick of my poetry by now, but I, this is just how I do things, so... I pull out whatever piece of paper I can find and start taking notes. <laughs> so I'm gonna kind of stand up, like, at the head of our table where we've been... I don't know, I imagine we ate dinner or something at the tavern. There was a group far from their home. The land of L.A., here unknown. They're clever and kind, and when they leave us behind... I know I'll be sad that they're gone. Oh, oh my heart. So cute. Damn. Sebastian and Ryan's eyes are watering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll all be in pastel at least for a little bit, so. I hope we can meet up again. Group photo. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Does it have a timer? Yeah, of course. So set the camera on the bar, set up the timer for 10 seconds and then everyone get together and oh we should we should have uh we should have cleo like lay across all our hands like we stand like in a line and then she can like lay across she's kind of short i don't know if we can get across all of them right yeah she'll do it she's game sure i got the horns are like another you know five or six yeah. inches there you yeah. go oh perfect you can hold that part sebastian all right uh xander roll me performance if i fuck this up i'm gonna be so mad <laughs> 18. Yes. <gasps> okay. Yay. Oh, very nice. You get the lighting in here with all these little flames. Uh, it gives like a nice, even lighting. And you guys are backlit just a little bit. It's very pretty. Malvis looks a little bit confused because he does not know what a picture is. <laughs> He's like looking the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a heartfelt goodbye, the rest of you begin your journey back down to Pasta. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh. We need fan art of this immediately. <laughs> I know, for real. Oh, that would be so cute. That was great. Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you all so much for listening. Ginny D, shout out anything you want. Where can they find you? Thank you so much for being here. This was great. I know. I know, for real. Thank you. This was amazing. I had so much fun. You can find me on many places on the internet under the username. It's Ginny D. Uh, D. D. I. Like Princess Di, but pronounced differently because Ginny Di sounds really accusatory. Ooh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. All of the links to Ginny's stuff will be in the description below. And we will see you all in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Can't find my mouse. <laughs> Tell me Ginny D didn't kill these episodes. Want to hear more? Join Ginny D and the cast and crew in Behind the Scenes, a Patreon exclusive, next Monday to get your backstage look at the finale of Cleo's emotional tale and all the crazy derailed nonsense in between. Just hop on over to patreon.com slash castparty and become an official part of our cast and crew. Our Patreon supports the show directly so we can continue bringing you awesome, high-quality D&D content. And what's better than awesome content? Bonus content! Behind the scenes goodies and info you won't find anywhere else. And also our series, The After Party, filled with absolutely insane one-shots. Little spoiler for Aprils, Colin ran us through a Grant Howitt adventure, where um, we all ended up as goats. <laughs> <laughs>
crashing a human party. Yes, goats. It got, um, out of hand, to say the least. Ha, <laughs> get it? Out of hand, because we're goats, hoofs, yeah. All of that, plus entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every cast party episode. Access to our community Discord and live listening parties. Uh, come on, where are you? We're all hanging out listening to this episode right now on Discord. And we made way too much popcorn. Exclusive perks, rewards, and discounts can all be found at patreon.com slash castparty. And speaking of merch, as always, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Lauren G! Keep your eyes peeled, Lauren, for that free cast party merch heading your way. If you'd like to grab some merch of your own, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Join us in Behind the Scenes next Monday for your exclusive insider look, and we'll see you all in two weeks to continue the search for Zephyr. See ya! Cleo, you would know that your neighbor nearby, the one who sent you the me- uh, email, I said email. Wow, <laughs> I, uh, she sent you a text about. Uh, she sent you a Facebook message. Send me just a DM. Oh, yo, uh, I got one more for you. Actually, let me tell you about my friends, the ones I left behind due to this mystery divine, the vine we must find, connecting your world with mine. So I can return to my friend Eric. He's no saint, more like a tailor without the swift. He's mended many pants and given many gifts. But gifts of friendship are common. Common is the number five. But my other friend Eric is rare. Rare like these shoes. Rare like those jewels. Jewels. Tools. Tools used to control and bind. Tools that clutter the mind. Tools that shine bright like Resendo. Our glimmer of hope. Hope to return, and hope to learn. Learn how they got their own emote, because I think that's pretty cool. But cool can only go so far. What is cool without hot, and what is hot without Sean? Sean is hot like steam. Sean is a true part of the team. I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't seen what he'd seen. And what I had seen was blinding, bright, but endlessly clean. The proudest star in the night. Man, I miss Ebab. Losing my friends, but never losing their connection. I still feel you out there, baby. I miss them all the same, and I'll never forget their names. But I did just meet this cool homie named Jeskyfire, and uh, they seem pretty lit, so we're going to have a drink. Uh, peace.